Hey guys, in today's episode, we got some week three spicy takes. Talk about our most overrated TV shows in our minds and, and maybe give a little bit of fantasy football advice too. Welcome to the Coach and Commish podcast. No, not Adam Gase and definitely not Roger Goodell. It's Chris and Sean breaking down fantasy football for the everyday man. Welcome back. You're here with the coach and commission. I'm Chris Sean to my right. And uh, we're coming off a, a, a crazy week three. Yeah. A down week three, I would say. A very down week three. Across... I was looking at the scoring, and it, I think under sub 100 points won the median for our league. So we have a median yep. win, and that was the average was like 97. I scored in the 90s, and I won my matchup. I think you were barely at the 100 I got mark. like 101 or something. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, it. It was crazy. The median dropped in, in, in leagues everywhere. You know, I'm in like 29 uh, leagues, so there's it was uh, it was everybody was suffering. So Chris is the that. man to know what's going on in fantasy football <laughs> in all different formats. Um, as Sean likes to say, I play in a lot of them, so I can be good at a few of them. So yeah. it just opens up it's a shotgun approach. Shotgun I mean, approach. Just spray it there. Okay, lucky somewhere. <laughs> so that's gonna be our week three spicy takes right here, and I'm coming off this crazy down week because somebody. Some players had a rise to the top. So here's some names here, and I wonder what you think about here. I, I want to start off at running back. All right. Khalil Herbert, Jamal Williams, the most half PPR formats, finished as running back one and two. I think they will repeat their week three performances and finish as top five running backs in week four. Is that too spicy for you? That's a little too spicy for me. I think they're great starts. If you picked them up off of waivers, these were waiver guys. Not in our league because, unfortunately, uh, they're Everybody always – Everybody had them there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do think that they're going to be great plays this week. I think top 10 is very, very realistic and possible. But top five, that's a little too rich for my blood. And that, and that was just how crazy the week was. When you look at the rest of the names, like, are you serious? These two guys – came yeah. in running backs have just been disappointing overall so yeah and then uh, with these two names real quick jamal williams khalil herbert they're filling in for injuries yep Who, out of these two backs or do both of these backs still have relevancy moving forward when their respectful starters come back I th- it's TBD. I mean, I would. I think there is a definitely a possibility. Jamal Williams was actually pretty involved already. He yeah. was somebody that you could put in. He seemed to be the goal line back, which is infuriating as a Swift owner. Oh, big time. Um, but you know, there's been talks of Herbert getting more involved with Montgomery, and we don't know how bad that ankle injury is. But that seems to be something that can press on. Ask you know Saquon Barclay. It was something that kind of gave him a hard time through one of his seasons. So I do think that there's value beyond. So, um, yeah, I think they're more than just a one- or two-week pickup for sure. All right, so this one, I'm just, it's like interview Sean because <laughs> this one t- hits home for you. It does. Is it? It's. I'm not, not going to ask this question. It's time to panic on all Bronco players in fantasy. Yeah, um, I think panic is, is – is a good word for it because you can panic, but maybe, you know, don't make drastic moves off that panic. Um, I think there's still hope for it. Russ showed us a little bit at the end of the game. I do think that it's going to take a bit. I I don't think it's a quick fix. I'm not, I'm not saying in the next two weeks, all of a sudden we're going to get that Broncos offense we had hoped for. Yeah. I think there's still a chance that that does happen. You know, Russ has been proven as a very, very good quarterback. So I think that's eventually going to find its way through. But 
Um, if you can get off of name value, you know, get rid of a Russ, get rid of a Javante even, I, I, I'm hesitant on him just because I think people were already kind of on the fence with him anyways and seeing what's happened so far, they're probably like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that. He's a guy that I would go trade for. Um, I've, you know, put feelers out there in other leagues, the, the very few that I don't own him in. Um, <laughs> yeah, you own him everywhere. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it's time to panic for sure. But those, But how hard is it for – Owners out there, uh, Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, you know, let's put those three big names. It's do you have to start them if you have them because it's so hard to bench them? Yeah, if you're in a single quarterback, Russ is definitely disposable. You can, you know, you could drop Russ if you feel like there's a better okay. option out there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's been anybody who's been, I mean, there's not not a ton of quarterbacks that have popped up to be worthy of that. Like a Kirk Cousins, he's somebody that I I would feel comfortable being all right moving on from him. Sounds so even gross. A, even a Derek Carr. I mean, he's been very consistent, and with Devontae Adams, seems to have stabilized him. So these are guys that you could entertain with a quarterback. It's not that big of a deal. Javante, I'm going to continue to put him in my lineup. I know the big play potential that he has. And then Cortland Sutton's actually been all right because all the other wide receivers have been hurt slash not performing. So he's been kind of steady and is, you know, always capable of that touchdown. So that's pretty much where I am with the Broncos right now. It's pretty panicky, but we're talking quarterbacks here. Trevor Lawrence, decently impressive. I think there's a little bit of rise here. There's, there's a lot of excitement coming out of Jacksonville. So I want to preface this to you here. Trevor Lawrence, he's for real this year, I think, in my mind. Yeah, but let's talk fantasy value. Top twelve quarterback. Would you play him over a Kirk Cousins and a Derek Carr or a Russ or a Russ? We just talked about those names, and they're right now in the bottom of a, you know, start them in a single quarterback league. I'm not ready to go that far yet. Um, I think for real football, he's looked better than he is kind of fantasy. We haven't seen a ton of rushing out of him. Um, he's capable of that, so it could yeah. be something that comes. But I'm still starting those guys over him at this point. Um, I, I'd like to see a little bit longer um, to, to make sure that he's actually turned that corner. I mean, it's Urban Meyer was a, of a cancer, <laughs> so he was terrible. I can't really hold it against him, um, and he's supposed to be, you know, the next Andrew Luck. So yeah, well, so look at it this way: he's not startable now, but if he's sitting on your waiver wires, do you pick him up? Do you in a single quarterback league? Do you want to pick him up? Yeah, I mean, roster? if I've got guys like a Kenneth Gainwell or um, kind of these ancillary Julio who's been in and out hurt, like those type of guys I'm willing to dump and maybe take a shot and see if you know he has another week of production. If Russ struggles again, if I'm the Russ owner, then I might make that switch. So, yeah, I don't mind taking a flyer on him. Yeah, he's, he's a, a pickup. You don't need him. He might be trade bait later on. Yep. All right, last spicy take here. I, I thought it was just amazing. Could you name the top six wide receivers and have PPR? Without no, looking at our notes for right sure. now? For sure not. I couldn't. I know Matt Collins is in there, but that, that was a crazy <laughs> performance by him. Going from number one all the way down, Devontae Smith, Matt Collins, Hollywood Brown, Amari Cooper, Zay Jones, Chris Olave. Yeah. There's some big names missing off of that. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cook, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Stephon Diggs, blame the heat. I mean, this is, this is <laughs> wide receivers, though. You guys have to be prepared for this, that – Wide receivers have bust games. It just happens. Don't panic. Don't go, you know, trade your Justin Jefferson for Hollywood Brown because he broke out or a Devontae Smith. Like, hold on. They're going to, there's going to be better days ahead. It's just the way it is when you're catching passes. Um, they're not all, you're not always going to have a big breakout game. So 
Um, I don't know what the spicy take here is, but this won't be the same top six again. I'll so tell you here's, that. here's the thing I want to look at. Spicy take here. Matt Collins, Zay Jones, are they flex? I would say they could be flex startable receivers um, if you need to dig deep. I'm more worth, I'm more willing to do that with a Zay Jones. I do think that's more for real. It's been consistent. Matt Collins, I think, is more of a result of no Hunter Renfro, which I believe is a concussion, so he yeah. should, should be back okay. next week. So I'm not so on board on the Matt Collins. But Zay Jones, yeah, I picked him up. I think he's a guy that um, I, if, if you need to flex, you can flex now. Um, but And another one that you could just stick on your bench if you, you kind of want some more depth. And that's speaking to the Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. He's right. Zay Jones would be my my guy here. Christian Kirk and him are sharing the same numbers, really. Kirk scored some more touchdowns, I think, mm-hmm. but the, the targets and the reception. So Zay Jones is doing everything he can with all the opportunities he's getting. Yeah. All right, and then let's move on to our party question of the week. Dan, would you like to go to a party in my pants? No, Brick. All right, let's go. All right, our party question of the week. I think we've done the... Our underrated version of this, but let's do the overrated. Mm, this might we might lose some loyal fans here. Yeah, but party question of the week: What is the most overrated TV shows in our opinion? Now, background: Sean is, Which is a, the correct. Yeah, opinion. Sean's he's a movie guy. He knows his stuff. I binge watch a lot, so we do watch a lot of shows. But these, we do. I'll start off here because I'm going to end with with yeah, mine's mine's yeah. the the big. I want people to watch all the way up to me <laughs> before they turn this off, but. Jersey Shore. There's this long run in American television that they love reality TV, and some of it was good. All right, give me an amazing race. Give me like you know uh, Survivor. Survivor or something. There's there's some team element. There's there's a little more into it. But following around a group of people that really do nothing in life <laughs> was not cool. But it took America by storm. And yeah. quick long story in short, I was in the Navy when they were the most popular show in television. And we had a person, uh, master at arms as they call it, but they kind of control the TVs on the mess decks where we ate our meals. And we would come in. This guy's from Alabama, big old guy, as, as manly as you can be, engineer guy. He was, for some reason, in love with Jersey Shore and didn't fit. It just didn't fit. Like, why do you love this? And the rest of us would say, hey, throw on ESPN or something. He would just yell back, shut up. I'm watching. <laughs> and so I had to watch this so much. During, like I didn't want to, but I had to hear it, so I knew everything about it, and it made no sense. But the viewership was through the roof. Why, America? Why do we want to watch that on television? That just doesn't make any sense. So to me, this, this is exactly why I call it overrated show. We must have had a really bad couple of years of TV at that time because yeah. it was unwatchable. <laughs> All right, and then for speaking our spicy takes from earlier, uh, my mm. spicy take here that might anger some people, but um, I'm not saying it's a bad show. But I am saying it's definitely overrated, and that's Ooh. Friends, which I know my uh, friend over here is not a not happy with this take. He, it's he said Friends guys, <laughs> he don't like Joey or Chandler. I mean, come on. Again, I don't I don't dislike them. I've watched the show. I was a little late to the bandwagon. Um, I know both of us are kind of just like we were too young, probably to be watching yeah. it live. But the reruns, and I've. You know, I've given it a chance. I've watched, I think, now two or three seasons straight through. Um, I've seen, a, you know, tons of episodes as they've just been on. But 
I just, to me, there's been better versions of it done. Like to me, How I Met Your Mother, and mm. again, this is more my age group to what I actually watched. But to me, it's a, I, I think it's a better done version of the show um, than Friends. Again, not a bad show, but people hype it up as being, you know, on some people's lists, it's number one for one of the best sitcoms of all time. And I just, I can't put it up there. And I think. This is just me putting in my very little TV knowledge. But, again, we're the experts, so listen. <laughs> it was back in the day, and there was no streaming. Mm-hmm. Cable wasn't in every single house. When you watched TV, it was CBS, NBC, ABC. Those were the things you watched. Yeah. So it was just a perfect storm of a, a storyline where everyone – you couldn't DVR, really, for most of the time with, while they were on air. So everybody came home and watched it. Yeah. And it was the only thing, really, nothing else was competing with it. So we were kind of brainwashed to love it. All right, so let's move on to our turntable segment. Well, well, well. How the turntables. All right, so with turntables, we're looking at guys that we think we should be, you should bench or drop or even elevate into a permanent role on your in your starting lineup. So we're, we don't try to take the, the biggest names. We'll take some, some guys that we think you might be a little too much in love with or you need to love a little more. And, uh, Sean, your guy has a lot of love and unlove from me personally <laughs> that so much I don't have him in anywhere. Yeah, he's a polarizing guy, um, and that's Cam Akers. He kind of had a turntables last week to where he's been rough. Um, had a good game, got a touchdown, I think about 60 yards, got a majority of the carries. They kind of seemed like, if you look at the box score, I think it was maybe four carries for um daryl henderson and then more like 14 i think for cam Akers. so it seems like the switch has happened and i'm here to warn you i don't think that's the case they were up pretty big in the first half a lot of his carries came in the second half and he did fumble at the end and i don't think we saw him after that when the game got tight um i'm not sure mcveigh's the coach that's going to completely you know put him in the doghouse for that fumble Mm. but he hasn't he still hasn't impressed me on the field to where I'm willing to put him into my lineup right away. I think in deep, deep leagues, if you really need to play him, he's not a bad option. But I still view him and Henderson about the same. So I, I don't think this is the takeover. I don't think you need to go trade for him because he's about to blow up and be the Todd Gurley that we hoped he would be. I, to me, that's never going to happen. And I think you're going to be, you know, you're going to have a rough week this week if you think you can just put Cam Akers in and expect him to be your RB2. And, you know, you brought up Todd Gurley, near and dear to my heart. <laughs> But that's true. With most, I think most people try to see Todd Gurley in Cam Akers. Yeah, and that's that's gonna it's gonna bite you in the butt. It really is. My guy is Greg Dortch, and I'm on the positive. I'm on the upside with him because all this guy does is produce double digit points in most PPR formats, half or full. And that offense in Arizona, first off, it just seems like they love putting themselves in a hole or blowing a lead, that they just have to keep throwing more. I don't know what's going on in Arizona. It hurts the James Conner owners. It does. And uh, it's Hollywood and Dorch right now in the passing game. Rondale Moore is out. Um, It's almost a week-to-week you have to see. And you still got, what, two more, three more weeks of no D-hop. So this is – if you need someone to fill in a position, then you got like a running back. It's very popular to have running backs and flex positions because before they're guaranteed touches not so much with all these split backfields we have so getting a receiver that had all this volume here that he's got about what 23 targets in three games um he was a darling in in training camp and now he's showing that he can actually do something with those uh, those targets 
And I still see an offense that's going to be throwing a ton. So hopefully Dorch is already rostered on your team because if you try to look now, I think he's picked up in most leagues. Yeah, he's been consistent enough. I think that people have been jumping on that bandwagon, especially after waivers this week. I think he's gone. Um, But let me test you here and just kind of see some names. Mm. We'll start with the guy that I said, let's say a Cam Akers. You talked about a running back in that flex as opposed to a Greg Dorch. Is that – are you – Going more of the, I think that maybe the upside might be with a Cam Akers, but if you need some safety, would he, is Storch somebody you would start over Cam Akers? Yeah, safety of the receptions. The upside would be, you know, hey, Cam Akers might get that touchdown. Yeah, forward. or two. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go with how about Jahan Dotson? You know, he had a rough week last week, but he's been pretty solid. Is he somebody that you're willing to put Dorch in over? Those guys are just about the same, but what I I would still go Dortch because he's got Murray at quarterback and he's the second option in town. Where Washington still has some decent options uh, for Carson Wentz to throw to. All right, and then let's go to a guy who's been hurting me. Um, I've not yet started him, but I expected a lot more out of him on my bench, and that's Elijah Moore. If you have Elijah Moore, we've got Zach Wilson coming back, so there is that variable that maybe he becomes more of the one now with a rapport, but. Elijah Moore versus Dorch, who are you, who are you going? Um, I'll go with Elijah Moore on that one. Okay. Because of what you brought back, you've seen Wilson love him, and that's a warning for Garrett Wilson owners. You you If you didn't sell on him now, you might not be able to because it's not Flacco. And uh, Zach Wilson loves himself some Elijah Moore. Yep. All right, and then uh, we're going to go to now some 757 League Talk. This is our local Ooh. league uh, for the guys. Friendship are, might be ended here with your take, I'm just saying. <laughs> been here for a while. Um, we're going to give you guys a little bit of talk on, on what's been going on in the league. Um, so this week I kind of wanted to – we're three weeks in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of getting to the point where these matchups mean a little bit more. If you've been struggling, oh, yeah. uh, you, you might need to get some wins, and that's where I'm going to start. We're going to highlight two different matchups, and my matchup is Chris versus Matt. So the Meat Prince himself, um, he's been struggling. I think he's down at one and five, and then we've got Chris over here at two and four. So, the, to me, this is—it's not. I said must win in my notes here. I, I don't think it's a must win. There's plenty of you know opportunity to come back um, with six spots available, but I do think um, it's going to be rough to even make the playoffs if you can't win this week here, especially for for you, Chris, who. Um, I think you have a team that can potentially get to the playoffs, um, but if you can't get a win against a one and five team this week, then it's oh, yeah. it's, it's going to be painful going forward. So I'm going to break it down a little bit here. Um, let's start with your quarterback matchup. So Kirk Cousins uh, going against Matthew Stafford. Neither of them have very good matchups. The San Francisco defense has been good. New Orleans has been excellent. Um, I'm going to give a slight edge to the Matthew Stafford side. I think. Um, I think that that San Francisco defense without um, it looks like they're going to be without Nick Bosa. I think that'll be a little bit yeah, easier. And Kirk Cousins is playing in London. Is that right though? Is Nick Bosa out or are both Bosa's out? Bosa was um, no. I, I don't know Joey's if Nick on is. IR. Joey's out. I don't know about Nick Bosa, which that could be a game changer because that Rams offensive line has been hurt, yeah, since preseason. So that'd be some good information. While he's looking that up, Kirk Cousins, he's playing nine thirty a.m. In London against the Saints, and they're not leaving till tomorrow to get there. So there's all this variables of no one. There's no great offensive production in these international games. Yeah. So that's my worry. 
Yeah, so Bose, Nick Bosa is fine. So, but either way, I still, I still, if I had to go against the defense, I'd probably take the San Francisco defense over New Orleans. Um, and then we got our running back matchup: Aaron Jones versus Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I'm taking Aaron Jones all day long. New England matchup doesn't really scare me, especially since they'll probably be up without Mac Jones in that game. Chase Edmonds, he was almost my turntables guy that I wanted to trade away because this guy. Um, he only, I think, had six carries, but two of them were touchdowns is the reason he was really like effective. 20 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Yes. Singletary has been great. Uh, he's getting a lot of receptions, so I, I give the edge there. Jefferson versus Adams. I think this is a big bounce-back week for Jefferson. Um, again, a hard defense, um, but I do think that he'll he'll bounce back. Cooper versus Lamb, kind of a wash. Um, I, I, <laughs> Lamb's been disappointing for sure. Very disappointing. Um, but I, I think that he's going to get it together. So I think that's pretty close. Knox versus Kittle, give the edge to Kittle coming back here. Go oh, all day. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Knox pull that one out. And then Pierce versus Duvernay. Um, I'm going to go with the Pierce side. You never know. Duvernay could get that one play that's going to, you know, make his week. But if he doesn't, then I think the consistency is with Pierce. Bateman versus Thomas. Thomas, we don't know what's going on with him. And if he can't play Thomas, it's probably a Cam Akers. And a TJ Hawkinson in his flex, Hawkinson? something, something like that. So I do think the the Bateman side wins that. So a very even matchup. Sleepers got it at fifty fifty right now. I'm gonna give the edge to Matt. I think uh, you heard the beginning of the lineup where I was kind of siding with Matt. I think a couple of the ones that are you guys are closer on. Um, I gave the win to you, but I think the dominant ones like an Aaron Jones versus CEH, I think could be a Tampa Bay defense for CEH, and he hasn't been getting a ton of work. So if if they're not, if he doesn't get a touchdown to me, I think that he you could really be disappointed. In yeah, that. and I was, I looked at it. It's going to come down to a Aaron Jones. It, it really comes if he has a bad day, which he did against Tampa, but that's a great defense, and he looked a little hurt there. But again, a bet easier team to play against. If he goes off, I'm done. Yeah. All right, and then the other big thing is Bateman against Duvernay, because one's <laughs> going to take away from the other. Yeah. Duvernay Who gets the big touchdown. Duvernay was big last week. Bateman dropped or caught and fumbled something that he could have made into a touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. So that is a fun matchup to watch in a Baltimore game because if one does better than the other, because in this game it's not a pass happy, it's a Lamar running. So that could be a big difference there. But it is a must win there. I love that I, I had to do Leroy's here. I put the Butcher as my, as my <laughs> team name this Trying week. Trying everything you can to the whole edge cow. the win. Hey, man, if you're 2-4, and four, you got to make it fun for the league. That's my motto, okay? <laughs> if you can't pull out Ws, make some laughs on the way. All right, and then your matchup here. I see we, we chose each other's matchups. So. Yeah. I want a quick shout-out, Mike and Andy. Soul Juice can... I thought about that one. That was my second one, I think. Just like I planned, Mike's Mike's a trade guy if you want to trade anything right now. But that matchup is just like me and Matt. Yeah. Exactly like it. So that's what I should say, but I felt like that was going to be just copying what you said. But I like rivalry. Sean against Tim. All right, Tim's a two-time champ. Um, Sean's a zero-time champ. Yeah, you know, and I'd like for you to beat him because I don't want Tim to get close to my three. I don't want to share that title. I have to ride that a long time. Yeah. Um, but I think the matchup would be great because you guys are friends. You ask a ton of fantasy advice from each other. This is one of those weeks and we can't bounce off each other. No, this is this is the time of week where Sean will text me solo and Tim will text me solo for start-sit advice. Yep. Usually we're all together in different chats, but no, this will be solo advice time this week. Um, but when I look in the matchup, man, yeah, 
you're going against Lamar Jackson. I know. That, that just stinks, man. Um, is Mixon going to play Thursday? It seems like he's good to go. I, I think he will play. Um, I, the Dolphins' defense against the run, is to me, has looked superb. So I'm not excited about that. I need him to fall in the end zone. He's not been in the end zone very much this yeah. year, if at all. So I think that's going to be a big part of it. Um, Javante's got to do something someday. I, I have more <laughs> faith in him. Problem is with Najee and Kareem Hunt. Like I like Kareem Hunt more than Najee on Tim's team because Najee's been disappointing. Yeah, in his usage in that it's a bad offense. offense, just a bad offensive line. You get down to the receivers. There's there's nothing to be super excited about with Garrett Wilson and Mike Williams on Tim's side and Deontay and DJ. DJ seems like he needs Sam Darnold at quarterback. But out of that group of four, DJ's killing me, man. I think he's this year. I think yeah. I drafted Allen Robinson again. <laughs> There's <laughs> just a new version of it. Goodness. Deontay, I, I think, is one of the better out of that four wide receivers there in that bunch. Uh, Mike Williams is, is still touchdown dependent. And now losing a left tackle, I just wonder how much of those big throws are going to be downfield for the Chargers offense. Yeah. Um, tight end, wow, that's the best tight end matchup <laughs> we'll see all year. Yeah. Mark Andrews against Kelsey. So, yeah, when Lamar goes off, you better be going give it to Andrews. Every yeah. touchdown to Andrews. It's funny because we play each other in Dynasty as well, and we have the reverse. I've got Kelsey in that, yeah. and he's got Andrews. So, there'll be some, you know, as long as both those tight ends do well, we'll both be like, eh, well, it's good for me in the other league. And I think that's the reason why I like it because you guys are facing each other and another one that you guys truly care about. Yeah. You know, you, me, and Tim are probably the guys will make playoffs in the dynasty I'm one. I'm limping you, into that one. I'm missing my two running backs. Soon, but. As soon as you get back, you guys are both juggernauts. So it'll be fun. Uh, Wilson against McKenzie. I, I like Wilson better because it's just guarantee touches. McKenzie's just one big play away from being relevant. And then Metcalf and Sutton. Two underachieving offenses, I'll just watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and there's not much. You picked up Zay Jones. I yeah. don't. You know, you you got some Elijah Moore. You got depth here, and those two guys. If you need to make a change up there, but I don't know. Can you bench a DJ Moore for Elijah Moore? Oh, it's been rough, man. It probably would be for Zay Jones, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. It's just been DJ Moore is is a sad story this year. So, I'm curious. So, who's who you got? Who's getting the dub? Uh, I give it to oh he's facing Buffalo, and you're facing Denver. I I think I'm, you're gonna surprise you're gonna get Tim on a down Lamar game. Buffalo's one can dream. Buffalo's defense has shown up. It was a crazy one against Miami, but the defense actually did well. The offense couldn't do anything. Yeah, with how much they drove the ball, and I think we might see Lamar come down just a little bit. So I, I give All the right. edge to you in this one. So I'm definitely going to lose. Congratulations, <laughs> The Tim. kiss of death. Am I, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, the kiss of <laughs> yeah. death. Um, but, man, there's some, a lot of other great matchups, but we just want to highlight those two. And um, just a, a shout-out, if you're looking for players to get, um, I think Daniel is uh, having a wholesale. It says everything <laughs> must go. Yeah. So go his way. Some discounts offers. I saw, too. So yep. check the uh, – the nicknames, and I believe he discounted them with their percentage. They're off this mm-hmm. this week. So, and then like if you are looking at Leroy's offers, wear some sunglasses. He's got some voodoo magic on all of his offers to get accepted <laughs> quickly. Yeah, by a guy named Mike. <laughs> Anyways, anything we missed, Sean? Before we sign off, I don't think so. Um, I, I I'd be curious to hear from you, the listener, what you want to hear on these. We're kind of 
potentially reshaping these episodes. You know, for now it's been pretty similar. We kind of combined the seven five seven league. I want to hear from our league. Is there anything that you want us to cover more on the league? And then also, um, if you're not in our league, if the league talk is, you know, get it out of here, I don't like it, or we enjoy it, or just any other segments that you guys want to hear, because we're kind of open to kind of expand this thing into what the the people want. You know, we're a a podcast of the people. Yes, we are. We're just the commenters. I think that's what we got for you this week. Um, Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. um, And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Coach and Commish podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Coach and Commish. And join our Facebook group called Fantasy Football Advice with the Coach and Commish for direct access to weekly waiver wire and start sit advice.